Welcome to the Weight No More Weight Loss Accountability Podcast, where we explore a wide range of topics and challenges related to weight loss. I'm your host, Mrs. J, a certified health and wellness coach and the author of the ebook, All Diets Work If You Do. With over three decades on the health and wellness journey, I have successfully embarked on a non-medical weight loss path, allowing me to shed 212 pounds. In this podcast, we'll delve deep into all aspects of health and well-being. Each week, I'll share my research and experiences and perspectives in solo episodes. I'll bring you insightful interviews with inspiring guests and thought leaders. Additionally, we'll address relevant topics submitted by our listeners. My mission is to provide you with inspiring stories and practical insights, fresh perspectives, and transformative tools that will unlock your full potential. I aim to help you create a life you truly love and establish sustainable habits for mindful living, resulting in a sense of balance and happiness. Above all, I strive to foster a relatable and supportive community that you can rely on for encouragement to assist you on your quest for a healthier lifestyle. I'm here cheering you on every step of the way. Let's embark on this journey together. Welcome to another episode of Weight No More, Weight Loss Accountability the ultimate weight loss accountability podcast that explores the vital topics and challenges impacting our weight loss and wellness journey. I'm your host, Mrs. J, and as I always say, it's no secret that finding the right path to reach your health and weight loss goals can be very challenging, and at times it can be quite frustrating. There's no one size that fits all. Hell, there isn't even one size that fits most. I can attest to this firsthand. I'm an identical twin. And what's the significance of being an identical twin? Well, we are one egg that was fertilized and split in half. You pretty much can't get any more like another um, than identical twins. And yet, while we both had to walk our weight loss journey and deal with different health issues, The weight loss techniques that helped us to reach our goal and the challenges we experienced were not the same. And that's why I like to shed light on various challenges and techniques related to health and weight loss. In today's episode, we'll be listening to a pre-recorded conversation with a very special guest who experienced transformative changes with medically assisted weight loss. We'll explore her story, the challenges and triumphs she faced, and the accountability that played a vital role in keeping her on her journey and helping her to see success. Let's tune in and take notes um, while she shares what she went through and how she got to the point she's at today. I'm so excited to see how amazing you look. You look, I almost didn't recognize you. So I want to start off, you look amazing. Um, How much weight have you lost? 
So I'm down 160 pounds, but actually at my gym, it like measures when you're gaining um, muscle and all too. And I've definitely gained a lot of muscle and um, lost a lot of fat. So it's, it's, I'm sure it's even more fat than 160 pounds would be because um, I've plateaued a little recently and people have been telling me, oh my gosh, you look amazing. And I can tell that my clothes are getting even smaller. So Wow, that's um, 160 awesome. pounds and gained a lot of muscle. Good job. Good for you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what caused you to gain weight? Um, was there any specific triggers or any underlying um, conditions that caused you to gain weight? Um, I actually went and saw my gynecologist and she kind of like said um, that I had PCOS and she was the first person to ever tell me, you're not going to be able to lose this no matter how much you try. Um, She's like, you need something assisted to help you with this because your hormones are just out of whack. Because I would just like, but I definitely, I did away. I tried everything, you know, tried counseling. Um, I was in an abusive relationship. I'm sure that did not help. Um, but it's probably a combination. I don't know that you can really pinpoint it to any one thing. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and what was the motivation to lose weight? Like, when did you go from wanting to lose weight to needing to lose weight? Because as you know, there is a big difference between the two. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't able to do anything with my kid for a long time. My relationship with my husband was getting so terrible and I felt so trapped. Like I can't go out and take care of myself. I can't do anything because I was so sedentary, couldn't move couldn't hardly walk up and down stairs and it was like how how am i if things get really bad how how do i take care of myself how do i do anything and um i think that was probably a big factor in it just feeling helpless like i can't even take care of myself my child anything if i really needed to wow that um that's that makes a lot of sense um i'm still looking at your picture and i'm just amazed so excuse me. <laughs> um, can you share with us, what did you do to lose weight? Um, the first thing that I did that was probably a big game changer for me and really got the ball rolling more than I ever had with all the things I'd done um, was having the gastric sleeve surgery. Um, that I think really helped with the hormone reset because they said it does reset your hormones. Um, and then when I started seeing results from that, such drastic results, it gave me the motivation to keep going. And I, was, I started noticing less pain and more energy. And um, it was definitely a gradual thing. But every time I plateau, I came and saw you for help with body contouring. And um, I got a personal trainer and started seeing him. And he started helping me a couple days a week. Um, I tried... McB12 fat burner type of shots. Just any, I talked to a nutrition coach and she was telling me about how to count my calories. Like, I just, every time I'd start to plateau, I'd just shake it up and do something else. But that, that weight loss, that, that energy that I was getting, all those things just helped me keep building and adding in and seeing if this helps, if this helps. And if some things did, some things didn't. But um, I think that was the, the biggest help um, to really get me started. And then, the fact that 
I could hardly walk up and down stairs when I first started, and then now I can, like, climb the rope in my gym all the way to the ceiling, and I've never done that before in my life. Like, I never played sport, and, and now I can do all these things that I've never been able to do my whole life, and I'm 39 years old, so. Wow. It's, it's pretty exciting. Like, weight loss aside, what I look like aside, the fact that I'm doing stuff with my child, the fact that I'm doing, I can just do something I want to do, and I don't have to worry. Can I physically do that? Am I going to exceed the weight limit? Like, it's just really cool that's awesome that is so um inspiring one thing that i wanted to ask and you said you had the gastric sleeve surgery yeah okay so what did you do to prepare yourself mentally and emotionally for that surgery were there any specific challenges or fears that you had to address before the surgery probably I did not <laughs> like um, they, they definitely they make you go through some stuff and they make you see a counselor and all that to make sure that you're okay and that you have realistic goals or realistic um, ideas of how it's going to turn out um, but I was just in such a desperate place I, I was just like willing to do anything and I, I don't know that I got myself prepared for it I think maybe I got myself my head wrapped around it after the fact because there is some mental stuff when you use food as a coping mechanism for stuff and you don't realize it. And then after when you can't eat that food and you're just sitting there having to sit in, you feel like maybe you're going to cry or be upset and you don't even know why. And, um, it, it was like a little mental thing there for a minute, but, um, it's so nice now instead of sitting at work or sitting wherever and thinking, what am I going to eat when I get home or what am I going to do? You're like, uh, I can't wait to get to the gym or I can't wait to go see my kid. It's like, it breaks up your mental space when you're not so focused on food to just think about your life and things are good. And, um, it's, it's way easier. It's way easier to just function as a human being like this. That is so awesome. You mentioned something that I think is really important. So, you said that you used food as a coping mechanism and i think a lot of people do when you realize because it sounds like you realize after the fact what was that like what did you do to like now you can't go and eat as much as maybe you wanted to or things that you did how did how did that that work out for you how did that space just didn't work for me i had good concepts and good principles but it's like telling an alcoholic to only drink so much a day, right? It just didn't make sense to me. How am I addicted to food, but I'm supposed to stop myself? I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is my thing. This is my drug. This is what I use. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to limit it, I was able to just free up my mind space to work on myself or focus on what actually needed to be done. Or, um, you know, it, it, it just, it was, a, it was a good tool for something to help me and moving forward that I wasn't able to do on my own. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Um, you mentioned OA. Uh, what is OA? Uh, Overeaters Anonymous. It's like AA for alcoholics. You know, they have NA for people who are on drugs, but OA is for people who overeat and can't help themselves. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I, um, I oh, hadn't. fine hadn't heard of that okay so you you did uh, quite a bit um oh yeah for sure yeah so did you receive any professional guidance or support 
um, while you're like working yeah. with nutritionists and how what did that look like for you? So my primary care doctor is the one who I spoke to about it first and he's been with me for 15 years. He's been my primary care doctor so he knows I've tried diets and this and that and he's seen me become diabetic and, and go on a diet and not be diabetic anymore and then be diabetic again. and. Um, you know, he knows like how hard it's been for me. And he, I think he maybe even told me about OA and he was like, you know, it's just, you just gotta keep trying. And he would just tell me anything he could think of to just try and help me. Hmm. Um, and so I think I might've brought it up to him that I was considering it. And he said, I think it's a, a great idea. You know, after I talked to my gynecologist and she was like, no matter what you're doing, like this is, this is going to be hard for you. She said, if you would have come to me when you were in your twenties and I would have diagnosed you with this, we could have got you on know, something and, and you wouldn't have had this problem, but your hormones are just so far like gone. And we tried birth control and everything and just couldn't get it graduated. But, um, so I started with him. Then he referred me to the gastric sleeve doctor, the gastric sleeve doctors, depending on your insurance and what they think you need, they'll say you need to see a nutrition coach and you need to see, um, a counselor because they want to make sure mentally you're prepared and, that you're prepared on how you need to eat so that the surgery does go well. Hey, don't use straws. Don't um, drink carbonation. Don't do this. Don't do that. And it was overwhelming. And the nutritionist honestly scared me almost into not wanting to do it. And I went back and talked to my doctor and he was like, that's her job. He was like, it's okay. It's not that serious. You can, you know, have this sometimes or that sometimes or whatever, but you know, you, you might not want to as much. And honestly, one of the things that they say is like drinking alcohol and stuff that I have noticed some people who have had issues with the surgery thereafter are people that really like to drink and because they say you can become an alcoholic easily because your body's going to metabolize it differently um, and you can get in plenty of fluids right you might not be able to take as much food but fluids you can and so it is dangerous and they do warn people about that um, and I do think that's a serious possibility I've been blessed to not have to worry about that and now that I'm so excited about losing weight I, I count my calories and I know alcohol has a lot of calories so I'm not willing to just blow it on that all the time so wow. um, for me I definitely just threw myself into exercise thankfully it was a good habit to develop good for you did you notice like um do you have any friends or families who had unexpected responses to your decision or to your weight loss um well I'm going through a divorce now, and I do think it was maybe a tipping point. We are in a terrible place, and he was abusive, and I didn't need to be there anyways. But, um, and I found out thereafter that some, I, want, I, I don't want to scare anyone from doing what's right for them, but um, it's, a, it's a pretty good percentage of people that go through divorces because the two people were normally overweight and sedentary together, and then um all of a sudden one person's able to do all these things that they wanted to do and the other person might feel left behind and i think that my husband did feel um like i was going to leave him because i was doing better and feeling better and he really started pushing me away and um like i'm gonna leave you before you can leave me kind of thing hmm. um and it got bad but i i was enjoying my life i went out and started making friends and started doing things that i'd never done before and it, it was nice for me to have the confidence to talk to someone and um just be able to live my life wow wow my friends who were my real friends my family who cares about me 
nothing but support, nothing but like, that's awesome. They're so proud of me. The people who maybe weren't, you know, great in my life, honestly, it just kind of weeded them out, I think. Mm. Because why, why would you want someone in your life who's not in your corner? So That's so true. Did you ever experience any body shaming or bullying? Um, in high school, sure. But um, as an adult, not really. I think I was probably worse on myself than anybody else was. Oh, I understand that. Um, do you notice that people treat you differently now that you've lost the weight? I've had a lot of people ask me that, honestly. And I think that maybe some people can for sure, but I think it's a two-way street in the fact that you're giving off more positivity and smiling more and happy more and more energetic and like that's going to attract people that's going to make you more approachable and i think it's kind of a meet in the middle maybe people would be nicer and and you're feeling nicer and acting nicer and it's and that may be why it seems like such an extreme difference because it's kind of a little bit from both ways right mm -hmm. i love how you so. explain that 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 i've asked that question to a lot of people and i think that your explanation is um, actually very accurate and really very unique. I have not heard that, so I, I really love that. So I hear you mention your kid. It's your son, right? You mentioned him yeah. a lot. How has things changed? How has your relationship with him changed? Um, it's amazing, for sure. Um, I've, you know... Going through a divorce, I've been able to support him a lot more than I think it would have um, been. Been a lot more um, calm. I've gone parasailing with them, which I couldn't do before. Ride the roller coasters, all the things that I used to have to sit on the sidelines, I can do now. And I'm not just the boring mom who can't do these things or he thinks doesn't want to do these things. I, I wanted to, I just couldn't before, right? Because of weight limits and energy and whatever. And um, I have time to, or the energy to play video game with him after work or take him to the gym or go play disc golf, like whatever we want to do or feel like doing, I have the energy to do it. I have, I think, more patience and more like just not being in pain all the time, not being tired all the time. It really um, makes you, I, I definitely feel like I'm a better mom for sure. That is so awesome. So um, you've gone through a lot and I'm, I'm really so happy for you. Um, I want to ask you, are there any uh, misconceptions or myths about weight loss surgery that you would like to address? Um, what would you like other people to know about your journey and about your decision? Well, I think the reason why I don't tell everyone that I've had weight loss surgery is if someone hears you lost all that weight, it's, oh, wow, how'd you do that? And then it's, Oh, you have the cert. You know, it's everything else is just negated. All the hard work I put in, everything that I say, like, I, I'm doing every single day after a whole day's work going to the gym, it's, it, no one's going to hear that or see that. It's, oh, she had weight loss surgery. You know, and I never had the dedication to go to the gym every day or a few days a week or anything. I was never able to stick with anything. And I, I think that the weight loss surgery just was a huge, um, big step or aid that I needed the thing that worked for me to help really reset everything and help me get going but 
you got to put in the work after you you can go and you can drink a lot and eat the wrong thing and still absorb a lot of calories even in a small amount if you if you're not watching what you're doing you're not exercising you're not um taking care of your body still um and i've seen people who i've had friends who have stayed the same or gained and i've had people like me who kept it off for a few years now and they're doing awesome and they're the ones that I meet in the gym or I meet out doing things that I want to do, right? They're mm-hmm. not just still sitting at home eating or drinking or, or whatever they want to do. They're out living their life. And I think that's a that's a big part of it is using this to live your life and not be, you know, imprisoned by food anymore, really. I like that you um, mentioned that you utilized the surgery for the tool that it is meant to be, and that is to assist you. And like you said, if you don't put the work in, you're not gonna get results. I learned this when I was on my journey. I had a friend who was having the surgery and I was so jealous. I was so jealous that she was having the surgery because I had the misconception that it was just a shoe-in, that it would be easy. And I have to be honest, I didn't see her for, I don't know, a year. I was just so... And then I finally got over myself and I was like, you know, we're really good friends. And I saw her. We went to have dinner and nothing could have prepared me for the absolute dismay. I was utterly shocked. I rounded the corner and do you know what? She had that surgery and she didn't lose a pound. She admitted she had a food addiction that she could not get past. So you're so right. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just wanted to share that because even to this day, it still shocks me. And I do know quite a few people who've had the surgery and they lost the weight and it came back. But I will say they didn't do the things that I've seen you do. Like, you you know, you're really serious with your working out. I've watched you with your counting your calories and and making sure you're getting enough protein in. And those are the things that I found so impressive about your journey and what I really wanted you to be able to share. So I have two- And honestly, like I, when I would hear people say counting calories or watch your protein, that was a little overwhelming to me, and that's probably one thing I would want to say to people who are thinking about it is don't get bogged down in the details. Don't get overwhelmed by, I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to do that because um, you'll just get to where you can. You know, the more you do and the more steps you take, the more you can take, and you figure it out as you go, and it's kind of just a building block, and um, it's, it's not as scary as it sounds because I, I've never counted calories a day in my life. Like until this and until I got to where I could and it was, I could wrap my mind around it. And at my gym, they tried to tell me how to, you know, balance macros and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not there yet. Like maybe I will be. And he even told me when he was telling it to me, he's like, and if this is too overwhelming, then don't because mental health is just impor- as important as physical health. So if it's going to stress you, don't, don't do it. Just go back to counting calories how you were doing, you know? Right. You've just got to do what you can when you can and not talk yourself out of doing something because it sounds like too much just just start just take a step oh i'm really glad that you mentioned that you know since you did say that how how is your eating different like let me ask you this why do you count calories what is your purpose um honestly 
I'm at a point at this moment um, that I haven't been, when I did count calories, um, I had a nutritionist tell me, um, well, how many calories do you take? Well, probably this. And she's like, but how do you know? And so um, I'm, I'm working out enough right now and I know what I'm eating mm-hmm. to kind of know where I'm at. And if I start seeing the scale change too much, then I'll, I'll reel it back in. Um, but um, it like a piece of this kind of cheese and a piece of that kind of cheese, the difference in 80 calories and 35 calories, just making little tweaks in your diet, like you could still be taking in way more calories than you need to be taking. And a calorie is like the energy that you're burning, right? It's, it's fuel to keep your body moving. Mm-hmm. So if you're just taking in all of this and you're not burning it up, it's still gonna be excess and it's still gonna be too much and you're still not gonna get the goal. You're still not gonna hit what you want. If you really take, you know, a few good weeks even and just look at how much something actually is and add it up each day and at the end of the day you're like, oh man, I'm still hungry. Okay, well, where can I cut some calories out but then maybe get some more bulk of food, you know, if I need more substance and not, and I mean really eating like whole foods like chicken and vegetables and things like that and getting um, full from actual good foods and good calories is is way different than, you know, trying to eat all these little TikTok recipes or whatever. And I do love them, but, you know, <laughs> some of them can be a little much, right? Mm-hmm. You are right on point. Uh, the TikTok recipes, they can be very intriguing and, and quite yummy but they absolutely can wreak havoc on your waistline and hinder your weight loss results. So um, the next thing that I want to address, and it's actually how you and I met. I remember when you came to me, you came to me because you were losing weight at a much faster pace than your body or your skin could keep up with. And so you were starting to deal with sagging skin. Comes with the territory. And I said to you, I am not a nutritionist. However, I have lost quite a bit of weight. And the one thing that I would suggest to you, which, which is what I suggested was for you to do two things. One, to, to the best of your ability to slow your weight loss down if you could. And the second thing was to increase your protein. The protein suggestion was because I know that protein is part of the building blocks that your muscles need to grow larger. And if you could increase your muscle mass, it would also help to reduce the appearance of sagging skin. Was that good advice? And did you get any results? Yeah, protein for sure, because um, that's where you're going to build muscle. And that's going to fill in a little bit of that emptiness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, filling in with muscle, but also muscle helps you burn fat, mm-hmm. I've learned. Um, even just with the resting, sitting around, you're going to burn more throughout the day. And it's just replacing your body with, you know, strong, healthy muscles to help you move as opposed to the fat that's weighing you down. And yeah, I just, I, of course, I don't want the skin. And of course, I would like to just look perfect in a bikini, but... I'm so far past feeling so bad about myself because I'm able to do so much more and I have energy and I'm happy and I've got joy and peace and 
all these things that are worth so much more than some loose skin, right? Like, wow, I could be a good mom and a good friend and a good daughter. And I was oh my god, you're about to make me cry. Mm, mm, that is beautiful. Like, <laughs> I, I, I would just complain and I was just focused on negativity, and now I'm I can be focused on positivity and look somebody else up who's having a hard time. I've had like a couple people ask me, How have you lost weight? and they actually wanted to know. And one of them is going to my doctor to have the surgery, and another one's going somewhere else. But, like, I, I can, like, inspire people, or, like, people can, like, want to... I, I never in my life thought that I would be somebody that somebody would want to be like, or they would want to, like, ask me my opinion about something because I was just in such a bad place. And now I'm, like, happy enough, and people see, like, I'm, I'm enjoying where I'm at in life, that they want to say, hey, how'd you get there? And I was like, let me tell you. Let me... Whatever I can do, I'll, I'll walk along with you. I'll tell you what I eat. I'll go for a walk with you. Whatever you want to do, you know, I'm just there to be there for anybody else because I feel so great. I want everybody to know, like, if I can do it, I think anybody can do it. I've heard people say that, but I'm like, you don't know where I was. I was at such a highway, I couldn't walk up and down stairs, you know, like, wow. if I did, like, I promise you, I was never athletic. I was never any of this. And now the things that I can do, it's crazy. Wow. Wow. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, you sound like you're just so happy. It, it's, it just makes me smile because you have gone through a lot. And you know what? You are out on the other end um, doing a little dance. So good for you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. Despite the misconception that weight loss surgery is guaranteed weight loss, the fact is it's merely a tool or an aid. It does not guarantee results. And if results are achieved, it does not guarantee lasting results. I have witnessed many times over people who have gone through weight loss surgery and Maybe they lost weight, but they were not able to maintain their weight loss results because they did not learn the reason why they had gained the weight in the first place and they didn't understand or learn what their body required for them to keep the weight off. Additionally, I have witnessed a unique instance where somebody went through weight loss surgery and due to hormonal issues and a food addiction, their weight loss surgery did not yield any weight loss results. In hindsight, it makes sense. At the time, it seemed like such an impossible thing to happen, but the fact is weight loss surgery will not yield results if the reason for the weight gain is not rooted in the stomach. In this instance, it was hormonally based, which means that the weight loss surgery could have been negated and actually address the hormonal dysfunction that in addition to addressing the food addiction would have probably yield results. Each individual's journey is unique from 
fad diets to lifestyle changes, from surgical interventions to medically supervised programs. The options are vast. Medically assisted weight loss surgery is simply one of many paths to weight loss. The one thing that all of these have in common is those who achieve sustained results is based in unwavering effort. Remember, weight loss is not a destination. That's the reason why it's called often a weight loss journey. It requires lifelong commitment. So together, we'll navigate the ups, the downs, we'll celebrate the successes, and we'll hold ourselves accountable for the choices we make every single day. So regardless of your choice or the route you go to shed excess weight, in order to get and maintain results, it requires commitment and following up with consistent effort. That's all for today's episode. Stay tuned for more engaging discussions on essential health topics. Until next time, take care of yourself and please remember to make your health a priority.